0: The terrorist group Hamas thanked Canada after the Trudeau government voted in favor of a UN resolution that called for a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war.
1: A national debate has been sparked after the Amber Trails School Choir sang the Canadian national anthem in Punjabi at a Winnipeg Jets game.
0: Alberta Premier Danielle Smith slams the federal government's new mandate for zero-emission vehicles as destructive and unachievable. Hello Canada, it's Thursday, December 21st, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Lindsay Shepard.
1: And I'm Isaac Lamoureux.
0: We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. A senior Hamas leader has thanked Canada for calling for a ceasefire as Israel continues its ongoing operations against the Islamist terror group. Ghazi Hamad said in a statement that he appreciated the positive stance of the Canadian government and its allies, Australia and New Zealand, who urged both sides to resume the ceasefire that was briefly achieved last week. Hamas's deadly October 7th massacre killed more than 1,200 people and injured thousands more, including civilians. The attack, which involved rockets, drones, and a ground assault, was the worst terrorist attack against Israel in its history and sparked a fierce retaliation from the Israeli military. Last week, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand issued a joint statement saying that they wanted to see the pause in hostilities resumed and supported urgent international efforts towards a quote sustainable ceasefire further the trudeau government broke off with years of canadian foreign policy and voted in favor of a non-binding un resolution that singled out israel and called for a ceasefire isaac terrorists are thanking justin trudeau let that sink in for a moment what has happened to canada's foreign policy
1: yeah, Lindsay, I have to say, while terrible things seem to happen under this government on a weekly basis, having leaders of a terrorist group personally thank you in a video might stand in a league of its own. This is not the Canada I grew up and fell in love with. This is not my Canada, Lindsay. Canada's foreign policy is not the only thing that has been suffering. I, I feel hard pressed to find good policies in Canada at all. For example, our our immigration policy is awful. We're immigrating way too many people for our economy to keep up. Our energy policies are terrible. Environment Minister Stephen Guibault is one of the biggest ideologues in the world, and he takes any and every possibility, even creating some himself, to to attack energy. Lindsay, I'm curious do you do you think uh, do any good policies that Canada has anymore uh, even come to mind?
0: Well, Isaac, on this particular file, it does appear that the Trudeau government was kind of spooked by this um, this video that Ghazi Hamad released. Last night, Foreign Affairs Minister Melanie Jolie released a statement on X, and she wrote, Hamas are terrorists. Our statement was clear. For a ceasefire to be sustainable, Hamas must release all hostages, stop using Palestinian civilians as human shields, and lay down its arms. They have no future in Gaza. Um, and then she also wrote a bit more, as well as ending with, saying that Hamas does not represent the legitimate aspirations of the Palestinian people.
1: Saturday's Winnipeg Jets game against the Colorado Avalanche sparked a national debate after the Amber Trails School Choir sang the Canadian National Anthem in Punjabi. Part of the team's South Asian Heritage Night featured the national anthem being sung in Punjabi and English for the first time in NHL history. The original post on X had 2.1 million views by Wednesday morning, the post had 847 comments filled with mixed reviews. A few hours after Sportsnet had shared the initial video and the game had just finished, True North's own Harrison Faulkner made his own post about the video, which had 1.5 million views and 1.8 thousand comments by Wednesday morning. Faulkner asked in his post, quote, what is the point of this? This question ignited a fiery debate. Many people in the comments supported the anthem being sung in Punjabi, while others disagreed. Rebel News' Ezra Levant wrote a lengthy reply about why he supported the anthem, despite being in favor of reduced immigration and for assimilation and integration, not multiculturalism. Meanwhile, True North's founder, Candace Malcolm, said Levant raised some good points, but ultimately agreed with Faulkner, arguing language is one of the most important components of a national identity. Uh, I'm curious, where do you stand on the issue, Lindsay? Is it a positive sign that Canada's national sport is being celebrated by other cultures or was this an insult to Canadian values and culture?
0: Isaac, I don't think I feel particularly positive or negative about this. I'm just kind of neutral. I don't mind that they sang the anthem partially in Punjabi, but where I get annoyed is when people start fawning over you know, how this is the first time ever that the anthem has been sung like this. And it's such a beautiful, amazing, incredible moment. And we had that host of breakfast television. I think his name is Devo Brown. He started basically crying and choking up on screen because Canada's so racist and he experienced so much racism in hockey and everyone needs to do better, blah, blah, blah. So that kind of response is more annoying to me. Um, than the actual anthem, because the anthem yeah, didn't annoy me.
1: As for the two, I guess, separate sides of the coin argued by um, uh, Levant and uh, Malcolm, do you kind of see bo- both sides of it?
0: Yeah, I think on this particular issue, I'd be aligned with Ezra Levant. You know, I think you can be in favor of reduced immigration um, and better policies to promote integration, um, but still support this kind of thing on some level. as I said, it, I, I'm not Punjabi. So it's not like I feel some incredible connection to this anthem, and it's it's such a beautiful moment for me. It's just kind of like, okay, sure,
1: yeah. I, I guess I kind of uh, I'm sort of with you, Lindsay, wherein i I don't care too much about the issue, but it was interesting looking um online in the uh, francophone discourse just to kind of see where their thoughts were because obviously, the French national anthem was not sang and it it seldom is at at games. And uh, some organization had spoken out against that kind of saying, hey, what about us? (laughs) Again, French is, of course, uh, the national language of Canada.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point, Isaac. And, you know, on the language issue, at first, I assumed that the kids singing this, they were part of some sort of Punjabi cultural group. But um, as you said, you know, they're from a public school in Winnipeg. So I was a little bit confused by this, why um, the choir seems to be composed by entirely um, Punjabi kids when this is a public school. But I found out that they actually have Punjabi immersion at that Winnipeg school district. And I did a little bit more research into it. And yeah, that school district, they actually also have Ukrainian, Filipino and Ojibwe immersion. So this is a program of choice where the kids do their education in two languages. So that was interesting to me. Um, you know, French immersion is what I did when I was a kid, but now it appears there's many, many other options.
1: Yeah, when I took French immersion to in, um elementary school, we had a Ukrainian uh, immersion at our school as well. But it, it, one thing I can say quickly is when I was uh, researching the story is that Punjabi, I found, was the fourth uh, most spoken language at home in Canada. That was uh, based on 2021 statistics. Mm-hmm.
0: Alberta's Premier Danielle Smith was up in arms following the federal government's new mandate for zero-emission vehicles. In a Tuesday response, she critiqued the policy as an overreach and a misjudgment of Alberta's needs and capabilities. Smith's comments follow the Liberal government's push, led by Environment Minister Stephen Guibault, to phase out gas-powered vehicles by 2035. Smith says the Alberta government supports reducing emissions from the transportation sector – and it supports Albertans who wish to drive lower-emission vehicles. However, the province's emission reduction plans will come on its own terms. The premier's response criticized the federal government for imposing bizarrely impossible timelines and regulations that will lead to increased vehicle and utility costs, shortages of traditional vehicles, increased costs to businesses, and safety risks for hundreds of thousands of Albertans and Canadians trying to travel in Canada's unpredictable and cold climate. According to Smith, the recent federal mandate is hypocritical. She highlighted that the federal government is significantly, is significantly behind on its target to make 80% of its fleet vehicles net zero by 2030, with projections indicating only a 1% conversion rate by the due date. Isaac, do you think the Fed's goal is attainable?
1: No, Lindsay, I-, I do not. Obviously, I'm a resident of Alberta, and much of the news that I cover is uh, surrounding the ongoing conflict between Premier Daniel Smith and Guy She has stated over and over that she has spoken with industry experts, and all of whom who say that Alberta, or, or Canada for that matter, going completely uh, EV by 2035 is absolutely unattainable. She, along with these experts, have said that our electrical grid will fail. Uh, I know that in Alberta, it was already on the brink of failure last year on numerous occasions. And you can only imagine what the added overload of these EVs would bring towards that. On top of that, people are already struggling to get by. I don't know in what conceivable universe they will be able to muster up uh, (laughs) $50,000 to buy an electric vehicle. uh, and. People don't even want electric vehicles. Uh, we had that story that we covered uh, a few weeks ago that these electric vehicles are are piling up in car lots because either no one wants to buy them or no one can afford to buy them. But uh, to be frank, uh, Lindsay, I don't think this federal government will be in power by uh, 2035 or 2030 for that matter, and nor will Minister Gibo, in my opinion. So I do not foresee these policies Uh, being in Canada's future with uh, the federal government and GIPO uh, no longer a part of it. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, You know, the electric vehicle EV mandate, it's similar to the carbon tax in that it punishes us because we live in a cold and vast country. And I think it would be great if people could drive less, if they didn't want to be driving so much, and if we were able to walk or bike more to get our daily errands done. But the fact is canada doesn't have the rail networks or the bike lane networks that european countries have and we haven't built our cities or towns in a way that they're connected to each other and canadian suburbs are not known for their walkability so if we don't have those features if we don't have that infrastructure then we can't be punished for driving because we've essentially been left with no other choice and you know the the upfront cost of a new EV is out of reach for a lot of people, but Trudeau is becoming known for being the Prime Minister who punishes the working class and punishes the working poor. And, you know, people who don't have a lot of money, they they buy used vehicles. That's how it works. They can't pay upfront for a Tesla. So the shortage of used vehicles is really a prescient point there. And speaking of Trudeau being the Prime Minister that punishes the working class, Even the Bank of Canada governor, Tiff Macklem, hinted the other day that rent prices would be lower if it weren't for Canada's mass immigration policy. I think there are so many issues that still need to be figured out with EVs, such as the energy grid issues, um, what kind of practices are going on in the places that they're mining the minerals for the EV batteries, etc. So we'll have to see where that goes that's it for today folks don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know thanks for tuning in don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors and if you're able please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news bye for now